Assalamu alaikum dear listeners and welcome to CIC's podcast channel. In this series, Sheikh Akram will explore the profound teachings of Imam Nawawi, one of the most revered Islamic scholars of our time. His collection of 40 hadith encompasses a treasure trove of guidance and timeless wisdom. So get ready to be inspired and motivated. This hadith actually is very important hadith and really it, uh, it is something if we really keep in our mind all the time, it will help us so much. And I'll say, inshallah, I'll make an explanation in, in full detail inshallah. So Rabbi Abbas, Abdullah ibn Abbas, Allah ta'ala anhuma, qala kuntu khalafan nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yawman, faqala liya gulam, inni yu'allimuka kalimatin, ihfadillaha yahfadaka, ihfadillaha tajidhu tujahaka, idha sa'alta fas'alillah, wa idha sta'anta fas'ta'in billah, wa'alam anna al-umma talawishtama'at, ala an yanfa'uka bishayn, lam yanfa'uka illa bishayn, qad katabahu allahu laka, وَإِنْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْنٍ لَمْ يَضُرُّوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْنٍ قَدْ كَتَبَهُ اللَّهُ لَكَ عَلَيْكَ رُفِعَةِ الْأَقْلَامِ وَجَفَّةِ الصُّحُفِ رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح وفي رواية غير الترمذي احفظ الله تجده أمامك تعرف إلى الله في الرخاء يعرفك في الشدة وعلم أن ما أخطأك لم يكن, لم يكن ليصيبك وما أصابك لم يكن ليخطئك وعلم أن النصر مع الصبر وأن الفرج مع الكرب وأن مع العسر يسرى So this hadith no doubt actually it, <coughs> it contains very very important part of Islam this really what Islam is this what people should people are learning aqeedah and you know all those things discussion of you know Ashari, Maturidi, Mu'tazila and Khawarij and it, every time you discuss those things, you become far away from Allah Taala. Just read this hadith, you become nearer to Allah Taala. You know, Islam has come to make you nearer to your Lord, nearer to your Creator. All the time you are in His company. When you ask something, He gives you. Allah Taala gets that what He wants. Really. He wants to solve the problem. To understand this thing, the whole purpose of Islam is to make you connected with your Lord. Then you ask Him, He gives to you. And see really how the, how the Prophet and Messenger have been. Musa Islam. look his story. You know, he killed someone in, in Egypt and then he's running away from Egypt. He comes to Madian. When he came to Madian, there no, he does not have any relative there, no friends there, nobody is there to help him. He is coming alone, nobody is there. You know, now in our time when people travel anywhere, you know, they basically take so much arrangement that, you know, you book hotel and this and that and where you're going to stay and, you know, your credit card and this card and this money and that money. So much thinking. Musa Ali Salam comes from Mad- Egypt to Madian. There is no bank account, no credit card, there is no friend, no, no, nobody is there. And Musa Islam comes there and what happening? He, he comes there and he sees people, they are taking the water you know, for, for their animals. And there are two young women and they are also waiting somewhere and he goes and helps them. And then after the helping them, he comes to the shadow, place where shadow. And then he says only one sentence. One sentence change everything. What he says? Oh my Lord, any good that you sent to me, I need it. Oh my Lord, any good, anything good that you sent to me, I fakir to it. I need it to that. As soon as he said, the Quran said, One of those two women, one of them came to him with full shyness. And then she said to him, Oh, come, my father is calling you to reward you for what you have done for us. And then he comes there. And then the father, after telling the whole story, he says to him that I am going to marry you, one of my daughter, and then you are going to stay with us and look after my, my animals, my sheep or whatever I've got for 10 years or 8 years. And Musa accepts. Just think really, 
This man, whatever he needed, he got one dua. He said, Rabbi inni lima anzalta aliyya min khairin faqir. What he got? He got house. The first thing that people need a house, he got a house there. He got a job there. And he also got a wife there. Just one sentence gave him everything. He got a house, he got a wife, and he got income, he got, he's, he's got a job, everything. One sentence. How this sentence is so important? You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give everything. The thing is really, learn how to take from him. We want to learn from, learn, we are learning to take from everything else. And we have made Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the issue of aqidah and kalam and theology. Then we don't know him. Because you more discuss with him, about, about him, you become more away from him. Because discussion never makes you near to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so near and you always think about him in the philosophy. Philosophers in this whole universe, they never made any contribution. Just ask any philosopher what contribution they have made. Philosophers did not add anything to this universe other than discussion or argument. They never made anything. Now, they never, they never make any useful contribution to this world or next world. And if you look in Islamic history, all those philosophers, they are not the best believers. Best believers are those people who are away from the philosophy. Abu Bakr Siddiq, Omar Farooq and all the prophets. You know, if the philosophy could make people to understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Aristotle and Plato, they should be the best believers. Then Ibn Sina should have been nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, people have to learn really how to become nearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you say one sentence and he is there. Whatever you ask him, he will give you. Musa said one sentence and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. This is what we have to learn. Really. This hadith is more important. Teach your children this hadith. And that you can see the barakah of that. The blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your family. This hadith is more important than any discussion and any argument. So, you know, how and the Prophet is teaching this hadith to one young boy anyway. And he is Abdullah ibn Abbas, his own cousin. Because the Prophet is father of Abdullah, he is a brother of Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib. And Abdullah ibn Abbas is son of Abbas. And Abdullah ibn Abbas by that time was around 14 years old or maybe less than that. So he's just a still young boy. And the Prophet is teaching him actually those, those important things which can be beneficial for any believers. If really we keep those sentences, they are much, much better. They're learning so much about fiqh and fatwa. If you people learn this thing, that will change their life. If people memorize all the sunnahs, and all the makruhat and all the things about tahara and all those things. It does not make them near to Allah SWT. But if you learn this hadith, it will make you near to Allah SWT. These are the usul of deen. Those are branches. They are furu'ah. And these are the usul of the deen. So Abdullah Abbas was there and he said, I was sitting next to the Prophet SAW one day. فَقَالَ لِي يَا غُلَامِ The Prophet said to me, Oh, oh boy, إِنِّي أُعَلِّمُكَ كَلِمَاتٍ I'm teaching you some words, few sentences. You see how important this is? Very often when people teach someone, they don't say I'm teaching you. Just they teach. But the Prophet knows that he's going to teach some important things. So before teaching them, he says this, that I'm going to teach you something. So you must be careful about that. This sentence which I'm going to tell you, they're important for you. So he starts with, you know, with this Tawt Tamheed. He says, Certainly I'm teaching you some words. What they are? First one is, Ihfadillaha. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think about him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. What Ihfadillaha means to protect and to preserve. So to preserve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means what? Meaning to think about him. To be mindful of him. And then to know the hudud, his limits. To know his ahkam and to know how to obey him. In the ulama say, Ihfadillaha means Ihfadhududahu wa huquqahu. وَأَوَامِرَهُ وَنَوَاهِيهِ 
you know, learn what are Allah's, Allah's limits, learn what are Allah's rights, learn what Allah's commands are, learn what, what are those things which Allah has forbidden. And limits actually are very important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows, has given people a space. Like for example, your house, you have a space. You can do whatever you like. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given everybody space. And around that space, that limit. If people exceed the limit, then Allah never can tolerate. Within the limit, you have a space, you can behave as you like. He, he accepts that. But when people exceed the limit, he never can accept that. So people must learn those limits of Allah Taala and his commands and those things we have forbidden. And among the, no doubt really, among the most important thing that be how to, how to be mindful of Allah Taala is no doubt as salah, the prayer. The most important thing actually about remembering Allah Taala and how, how being mindful of Allah Taala is as salah, no doubt really. There is nothing more important than him, than, than this thing. Five times a day at least obligatory prayer, you, your family, or your children, they must learn and make sure that they do this thing properly. That actually is being mindful of Allah The first thing is as-salah. The prayer and the time with proper udu, doing in the congregation, in the jama'ah, in the mosque, as much as possible. And hafizu ala salawat you see, Quran said. And similarly, from this also is, you know, how to be mindful of Allah The two things are very important all the time. People say, one thing is your mind. You know, always think properly. Never have any ill thought, any bad thinking about your Lord. Whatever problem you have got, never think badly about Allah Taala. Think really that it could have been worse. Sometimes people start complaining Allah Taala. You are complaining the one who can, who helps you to those who don't help you. How can you complain your creator, your Lord to other people? So it must, we must learn it. Never make complaint of Allah Taala. Never complain Allah Taala to anybody else. Whatever happens to you, keep in your mind that whatever my Lord decides, I'm happy with that. If other people, they bring something better than that, I'm not going to accept. What my Lord gives me, even if it is something difficult, difficult for me, I'm happy with that. Be pleased with that. And all the time keep saying, Raditu Billahi Rabba. I'm pleased with my Lord as creator. His creator, his Rabb, his Lord, I'm happy with him, whatever he decides. Never, never have any bad thinking, any ill thinking about your Lord. And the second thing is, keep, be mindful of your stomach. Don't eat anything that basically he does not like. Because your food is for your health. And if you are eating anything which Allah SWT does not like, he is not going to give you health. Food does not give health. health. Allah SWT's command brings health. People eat the same food if Allah SWT wants, he can make poison there. The same food which you eat actually for your health, it can destroy you. So whenever you eat anything, be, be careful. Only eat those things which he allows you to eat. And the best thing I really do is eat little. When you make your food little, then you don't need too much haram thing anyway. When people eat too much, they need haram. But if you eat little bit, little bit actually, everybody can get so easily. So pe people should be mind about their head and about the stomach. And that's why Masood says, Al-Istihya ibn Allah Ta'ala haqqa al-haya an tahfaz al-ra'asa wa ma'a wa tahfaz al-batna wa ma'a You know, the right you know, uh, uh, you know, shyness from Allah Taala and being mindful of Allah Taala is that you protect, you save what is in your head and also you be careful about your stomach and whatever you eating there. And also among the nawahi of Allah Taala, what we have been to careful actually is al-lisan wal-farj. You know, people always must think really, whenever you use any word, think about that. In the sentence that I am going to speak, is it going to please my Lord? Or is it going to make him angry? Before saying anything, don't rush, don't be quick. 
always think properly that am i going to say this sentence is it going to make me nearer to my lord or is it going to make me far away from, from my lord whenever you speak something think before that and similarly people must think about the, their private part they must protect it allah subhanahu wa taala did not create the desire between men and women for no purpose it is for a purpose and the purpose is to make family and the family is with the marriage so people marry each other they enjoy that life they have children they have family and they worship allah subhanahu wa taala but using that desire for anything else without any responsibility and without any function it is something allah subhanahu wa taala never likes it hates it and quran said la taqrabu zina don't come near to zina because zina is innahu kana fahisha wa maqta wa sa'a sabila zina is evil ugly it is evil and it is something which allah hates and it is very bad way never accept that anything that is zina or anything that can make people nearer to zina never can be liked and ulama say the worst sin in islam after shirk is, is zina no doubt about that so people must be careful about that must protect your family must protect your eyes must protect your your body touching anybody with desire talking anybody with the desire nothing is allowed even actually ulama does not don't allow the men to say salam to the women if they have got any desire in that salam salam is a matter of the reward but if you say salam to someone for enjoyment of your for your enjoyment and because you have desire that salam becomes haram upon you you get sin for that somebody ask imam malik rahimullah taala can a man say salam to a woman the imam malik rahimullah said very nicely amal mutajallatu fala basa as for those women who are very old then there no hard to say salam to them wa amalati kalamuha ashha min al asal fala as for those women whose words are more sweet then the honey then don't say salam if the desire comes salam becomes haram similarly if you are in the college in the university in the, in the classroom you know no doubt people are studying there there will be men there will be boys and young and girls this study and you know it is it, it is not haram and if people discuss something related to their subject or something scholarly then no haram in that but if people talk with someone with the desire and thinking really that you know they enjoy that that becomes haram that is never allowed and not only that even in the company of someone if you are in the company of someone and that companionship makes you to become happy and enjoy that that it's also not allowed young people are uh, uh, you know they must be very very careful and especially avoid any of those conditions where a man can be alone with a woman that's not allowed you know being alone with someone in a private place where nobody else allowed to go that that these things are really very very important so that's why the prophet said ihfazillaha yahfaz yahfazka you know be mindful of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah will take care of you he will protect you once people do this thing you can certainly if any problem comes to you allah will solve it if anything anything any time you need him he is there like musa alayhi salam you know musa alayhi salam came there he saw these two young girls and he himself was a young man if he started enjoying talking with them then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not take him allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look at them how he is how nice his heart is these two women they needed his help he comes and helps them as soon as the help has finished need is finished he does not talk with them does not enjoy their company thumma tawalla ila dhil he left the women and he come to the shadow and then he said rabb inni he does not go to them like not like people in our time when they see you know some people like that if they help someone they want to enjoy that person so our help basically never sincere musa alayhi salam helped those women sincerely and then after that he never enjoyed their company never enjoyed talking with them he left them he forgot about them and he comes to the shadow 
and then he comes to your his lord leave the women come to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he leaves the people and come to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's what allah wants that people leave everybody else and they come to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when musa alayhi did this and came to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said rabbi inni lima anzalta ilayya min khairin faqir then allah gave him more than he could think if he started talking with those women it would be impossible for him to marry them he could not have convinced them because their father was a very pious person but no he didn't do any of those things and he came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked for his interest and did for him better than what he could do. So this is Ihfadillah to Yahfadaka. Ihfadillah. And also one other thing in this matter, Ulama say that if you really want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take care of you and to protect you and your family, then where is Keep increasing your ibadah. Do more and more ibadah. Think about it more and more. And then Allah SWT save, protect you and your family more. And they say when you have one more child, then do more ibadah. People think really when my family has grown, I become more busy. So how can I do more ibadah? But the way is, when you have one son, increase your ibadah. You have second child, do more ibadah. Because then Allah SWT will take care of him as well. And that is the story of Sayyid Musayyib Rahimullah Ta'ala. Sayyid Musayyib Rahimullah Ta'ala says to his son, لأزيدن في الصلاة من أجلك رجاء أن أحفظ في أن أحفظ فيك. I'm going to increase my prayer because of you. He said to his son, because of you, I'm going to increase my prayer, hoping, expecting that Allah سبحانه وتعالى will protect you. And then he read this verse of the Quran. وكان أبوهما صالحا. Those two young boy in whose house was about to fall down. And then Khadir عليه السلام he comes and straightens the wall. So, you know, uh, the reason basically is because their father was a pious man. So, because of the piety of the father, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of the children. So, when people take care of, uh, think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they're mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of the people. And sometime actually, even he will make, and really, there are so many stories of like, like that. I'm not going to make so many stories. But sometime, if really you take care of Allah SWT, you really follow His commands, Allah SWT will make those animals who are meant to harm you, He will make them to protect you. He will make them. And if people don't take care of Him, those people who are meant to protect you, they are going to harm you. And the story you can see in India, you know, one of the strong prime ministers of India was, you know, Indra Gandhi. She was so strong and she just had conquered, you know, uh, basically defending a Pakistan army and dividing Pakistan into two countries, Bangladesh and, and, and Pakistan, so powerful woman, very popular. But she was killed by her own guards. Those guards, they used to receive money to protect her. But Allah SWT used them to kill her. Just think really how Allah SWT does. You know, even the people who are around you, you trust in them. If you don't take care of Allah SWT, He can use them against you. And many times in the history happens that those people on whom we trust, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make them against us. And if we trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we come to him, then he also he use our enemies and harmful animals to save us. And one of the stories is that one of the slaves of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Safina, you know, it's a very famous story. He was traveling in the sea, you know, on, on a boat and the boat somehow broken and then he happened to be in an island and he does not know what to do. Then a lion appeared to him and he started, and he started walking with him until a lion showed him the path where to go. And then after that, when he got there, then the lion, 
Then lion started saying something, he could not speak, meaning that he is seeing him off. So you can say Allah SWT used that lion to tell him what is the path. And there are stories like that are many, many. And you know, it is, it is not something actually new. You know, in, uh, uh, Imam Razi Rahmullah has written a story in Surah Al Fatiha, you know, when you read uh, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, that Allah SWT is Rabb of all the people. Imam Razi Rahmullah has written the story there that how Allah SWT takes care of all the people. The story is that one of the pious person of Egypt, Misr, the Noon and Misri Rahmullah Ta'ala, very you know, good and ibadah and worshipping. So he said that one day my heart was not so much in, in, in the ibadah. You know, I couldn't do ibadah, something I feeling unwell. So I left my house, just walk. And he said, I came you know, near the seaside, near the river, and then I saw their scorpion. So when I, scorpion, basically, when they walk, they, they walk, they don't walk straight. You know, they, they always go like that, scorpions. But this scorpion walking straight. So he said, when I saw like that, I become surprised, what happening? Then I followed the scorpion. And when I followed it, it came near to the river, the scorpion. And then there was a, a, a you know, tortoise uh, there. It sat on, on the back of the tortoise and then uh, it took him uh, uh, in, in the river. And then he said, I hired a boat and followed uh, in this, this uh, uh, scorpion. And then a scorpion, when the, it came on the other side of the river, jumped from the back and then it started again walking straight. And then I'm following it, following it until I come and near a tree, there's a young boy, he's sleeping. Sleeping, he does not know what's happening. And the scorpion come running towards the, that boy. I was really scared that you know, he's going to bite the boy. And then what I saw, the snake is coming to bite the boy. As soon as the snake was about to bite the boy, this scorpion jumps and bites the snake. And then the snake bites the scorpion and both died. So then I realized to protect that young boy, how Allah made the arrangement. This snake is coming to kill him and now Allah made the scorpion to go from there and to protect him. And the boy is unaware, he's just sleeping. He does not know what's happening. Every moment really how Allah protects and saves us, we don't know. If people really take care of Allah he can save them. And you can, in every culture, everywhere, you can find many, many stories like that. And no doubt many of them are, are true stories. People say once Ibrahim Adham Rahmullah was sleeping in a garden and in what very, very hot in a garden, very hot, he was sweating. And then the people say there was a snake and a snake actually has in his mouth, mouth some flowers and moving like that, as you know, making air for Ibrahim Adham Rahmullah You know, Allah can make anything to, to do something like that. And you know, there are many stories mentioned by Najawzir Rahmullah in this matter. But actually, the summary of the whole thing is if the people really take care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he knows how to, how to protect you. He knows your needs. Before you say something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do. So, يَحْفَظِ يَحْفَظْكَ يَحْفَظِ تَجِدْهُ تُجَاهَكَ You know, protect, be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will find him in front of you. Allah is there. You know, that, that thing, Allah is in our company. Allah is there. Allah, you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will see that he is there. That actually important thing. We should learn actually how to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, people go to the gardens to see the flower, to, to enjoy. Then they think, you know, it, these flowers, they are so beautiful. They are, you know, and how, how we Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they see the creation and they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you see the creator, are you going to see these things? Imagine really that a, a king has called you to see him. And when you are in the presence of the king, are you going to pray the flowers and gardens around, around his palace? No. You will be interested to be with him. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in front of us, are we going to interest anything else? This hadith is teaching actually to learn that Allah is there. 
So this actually is very, very important. All of us think really that how can we make our mind that we find Allah next to us. And the Quran actually says, this is not only Hadith, even the Quran actually makes it. So people must take care of Allah's commands. They will find Allah is next to them. Allah is there. And once Allah is there, then you don't think about anything else. You know, like one of the Urdu poets very nicely, جنون عشق میں ہستی عالم پر نظر کیسی جنون عشق میں ہستی عالم پر نظر کیسی روخ لیلہ کو کیا دیکھیں گے محمل دیکھنے والے انو ہی سینگ دیٹ انو ایف یو لف سمون انو لیلہ شی ایز ٹریولنگ انو آن ہر کیمل اور شی ہیز گاٹ انو دا کٹین اور آل دا محمل اور کورنگ ایورتی سو دیر آر پیپل دے انجوائے اولی لکنگ آر دا کٹین آف لیلہ دیٹس دا کٹین بسائر دیٹ لیلہ But the people who look at the face of Layla, they don't care about the curtain and the veil. So the people who don't, who don't know the face of Layla, they cannot see the Layla. They are the people who talk about the curtain, about the hijab, about this thing. But the people who can't see the face of Layla, they don't enjoy these things. Those people who can enjoy the presence of Allah, they don't go to these and that things. Allah is next to them. And that's why prayer is more effective than anything else. If people say to you that oh, I'm going to the garden, it will remind me of Allah. Tell them the prayer is more than that. In the garden, you go there, see the flower, then your mind goes to the Creator. In the, in the prayer, you are next to Him. He is in front of you. When people are praying, they are talking to the, with the Lord. There is nothing actually better for the company of your Lord than the prayer. And that's what He said, The prayer is Mi'araj of the believers. The Prophet came to, went to Mi'araj to talk with his Lord. But for every believer, every prayer actually is Mi'araj. Whenever you want to talk with your Lord, come to the prayer and you talk with Him. You find next to, him, next, next, next to you. احفظ اللہ تاجید ہو تجاہا کا and then it says امام قطادر رحم اللہ تعالیٰ says من يتق اللہ یکن معاہو those who fear Allah Allah is with them ومن يكن اللہ معاہو فمعاہو لفیعت اللتی لا تغلب and those with whom Allah is there then they have got that party that group which never can be defeated If Allah is with you, you never can get defeat. You have got that God who never sleeps. You have got that God who never mislead. One of the Salaf says to his brother, If Allah is with you, then who you can fear? If Allah is with you, you cannot fear anybody else. And if Allah is against you, then who you can hope to help you? If Allah becomes against me, nobody can help me. If Allah is with me, then nobody can frighten me, nobody can harm me. Somebody said to some, one of them, Naraka wahdaka, we always see you alone. So he said, Man yakunillahu ma'ahu, kaif yakunu wahdahu. If somebody had Allah with him, how can he be alone? Somebody said to someone, Ama ma'aka moonis, don't you have any friend who can talk with you? Qala bala, he said, yes. Qila lahu ayna huwa? People ask him, where is your friend? قَالَ أَمَامِي وَمَعِي وَقَلْفِي وَعَنْ يَمِينِي وَعَنْ شِمَالِي وَفَوْقِي The one whose company I enjoy, he's in front of me, with me, behind me, on my right side, on my left side, above me, everywhere. وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ He's with you wherever you are. You know, this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِذَا نَحْنُ أَدْلَجْنَا وَأَنْتَ أَمَامَنَا إِذَا نَحْنُ أَدْلَجْنَا وَأَنْتَ أَمَامَنَا اِذَا نَحْنُ أَدْلَجْنَا وَأَنْتَ أَمَامَنَا كَفَا مَطَعْيَانَا بِذِكْرِكَ حَادِيَةِ Whenever we walk, travel in the night on our camels and you are in front of us, then for our she camels, we don't need any guide. You are there. You tell us where to go. 
you guide us. You know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he guides you. Very nice poetic verse. إِذَا نَحْنُ أَدَلَجْنَا وَأَنْتَ أَمَامَنَا كَفَا مَطَايَانَا بِذِكْرِكَ حَالِيَا Your remembrance, your name, it guides us. Our kindness don't need any guide. Your name is guide. So this really is, اِحْفَضِ اللَّهَ تَجِدُ تُجَاهَكَ Be mindful of your Lord. He will be in front of you. إِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ When you ask, ask Allah Lord. That's how believers should be. Believers should be really, should have something self-honor. Don't ask people. Ask your Lord. إِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ That's why hadith said, the Quran said, إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ So إِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَسْأَلِ اللَّهِ When you ask, ask Allah SWT alone. وَإِذَا سَأَلْتَ إِسْتَعِينَ بِاللَّهِ When you seek help, seek help by Allah SWT. Even actually for a small thing that you do, first ask Allah SWT and then do those things. Allah will help you. Even if you want to repair your shoes, before going to repair the shoes, ask Allah SWT and then do it. It will happen. And really, I liked one of my uh, uh, directors in Hazrat Ulama, uh, in Mawana Muhibullah Lari, and he used to say it very us that even when my shoes are, you know, need to repair, before going to repair my shoes, I, I pray and I make dua, then I go there. Because I believe if Allah does not help me, it never can help, happen. You know, this is actually how the people are. And you can see really, there are people who do not think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they think really they have got money and everything, you know, they will get everything. Like the story of, you know, uh, this uh, in India, you know, what people say, Lalbu Jakkar's story. So the story of Lalbu Jakkar is that, you know, he went, Lalbu Jakkar, Sheikh Chilliba, anyway, one of those people, so he went to, to buy the horse. And he, he, he saw one of his friends, so his friend asked, where are you going? So he said, I'm going to buy a horse. So his friend says, you should say, Inshallah. So, you know, Sheikh Chilli says, that, you know, why Inshallah? You know, I've got money in my pocket, and the horse in the market, I'm going to buy, why Inshallah? And then he went. And then he saw a horse, and, you know, and after a while decided to, to buy the horse and the person asked him to, to pay the money. And when he put his hand in, in the pocket, the money was gone. Somebody has taken. So now Sheikh Chilli said, Inshallah, my money has been stolen. Inshallah, I'm going to house. And Inshallah, I'm going to bring money back. Inshallah, I'm going to pay. This Inshallah not useful. You should say Inshallah in the, in the first place. So actually that, that, that thing happened. People actually should care Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it has ta'anta fastani billah. وَعَلَمْ أَنَّ الْأُمَّةَ لَوِ اجْتَمَعَتْ عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَنْفَعُوكَ بِشَيْنْ لَمْ يَنْفَعُوكَ إِلَّا بِشَيْنْ قَدْ قَتَبَهُ اللَّهَ No, if all the ummah, all the people in the world, they gather to benefit you with anything, they never can benefit you with anything except what Allah has written. If all the people, they want to benefit you, they only can benefit only with something which Allah has written. If Allah has not written, they never can benefit you. وَإِنْ اجْتَمَعُوا عَلَىٰ أَنْ يَضُرُّوكَ بِشَيْنْ لَمْ to, uh, uh, to harm you by something, they never can harm you except by something which Allah has written. Rafi'atil aqlam, the pens have been lifted, wajafatil suhuf, and the papers have become dry. Meaning is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded the pen to write all the things that are going to happen. Now that right now nobody can add anything, nobody can take whatever has been decided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will remain. So nobody is going to help you. That actually the ulama even used to say that don't eat your food on the table of other people. Meaning is, people only eat their food anyway. Whatever you eat is your food. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent your provision. So why do you want your provision to come in somebody else's house? Your provision will come, will look for you, will find you. So whenever you go to somebody else's house with humiliation, what happening actually is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending your provision in the house of that person. And you get a humiliation. If you stay in your house, it will come to your house. So don't eat your provision in someone else's house. Learn this thing really. Greed. And tama and like you know a desire, they're very, very bad. 
what Allah has written for you to eat, you must eat it before your death. Your food will come to you every time, whatever He has written. And He provides provision to everything anyway. Why not you? So people always think about Allah that whatever He decides, it must happen. And another narration is, in be mindful of Allah you'll find in front of Him. In front of you, you make yourself to be known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in darakha, in, 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 in easiness. When your life is easy, worship him and you know, learn about him. When you have got some difficulty, then he will know. And really, there is a story in this matter very nicely. Hassan, you know, in, in Basra, when there are Hajjah ibn Yusuf, so at that time the ulama of Basra, they have rebellion against Hajjah ibn Yusuf. And among the people who were you know, also in, in participating in this one, Hassan Basri. So when Hajjah ibn Yusuf, he got the, you know, he, he defeated all the army of Ashad and he got the victorious, so Hajjah started taking revenge from everybody. All the ulama who participated against him, he was to, you know, finding them and killing them. So he also was looking for Hassan Basri and if, you know, sent his army to, to find him. So Hassan Basri, one day, you know, he was hiding from one house to the other house until he turned into the house of Habib Abi Muhammad. So Habib said to him, O oh, Abu Sa'id, Abu Sa'id is the kunya of Hassan Basri. He said, O oh, Abu Sa'id, Alaysa baynaka wa bayna rabbika ma tadu'uhu biha fayastoroka min haulai. O oh, Abu Sa'id, don't you have something between you and your Lord so he can cover you from these people? He can help you. Udkhul al-bayt, enter into the house. Then uh, Hassan Basri came inside the house. And the police of Hajjaj, they also intend to house to find him. They kept looking in the house, they could not see him. Then they came to Hajjaj and said, No, he is not in that house. You told us, but we went looking everywhere. We couldn't find that house. Hajjaj said, Bala, kana fil illa anna No, he was there. Hajjaj said to them, Hassan Basri was in the house, but Allah has covered your eyes, you could not see him. You see this, how Allah does really, how it helps. If people really do worship your Lord, when you have easy life, when difficulty will come, He will take care of you. But when the easy life is there, we enjoy the life, we are in comfort, in comfort we don't care, take care of Him. When difficulty comes, then we call Him. Then we call, if you call Him, He is not going to listen. So the way is basically, when you have easiness, remember Him, then He will remember you. And know that whatever has missed you, it never could have happened to you. لم يكن ليخطئك and whatever has happened to you it never would have missed you وعلم أن النصر مع الصبر and know that victory is with the sabr with the patience وأن الفرج مع الكرب and that solution from Allah سبحانه وتعالى comes with the problem وأن مع العسر يسرع with difficulty their easiness so no doubt whenever problems come don't worry because the problems are sign that soon solution will come from Allah سبحانه وتعالى you know whenever difficulty comes it is sign that easiness will come soon inshallah is it time now for for breath Okay, so we leave it here. We shall come later on. Any question? Okay, um, is um, they can they say in a start or are they both separate? So, for example, if someone say Alhamdulillah, is that also a form of du'a? Um, um, also, is it sufficient for someone to be sincere and um, have a present heart when they make du'a, or do they always have to um, start off with an introduction like? Um, 
you have to say is this from the Sunnah? And also, um, some Christians say they always talk to, uh, to God, you know, when they're in the streets, they always talk to God. Is this something Muslims can also do, like when they're walking in the street, or um, just, walk, just talk to Allah subhanahu wa um, Is this something, is this, uh, can this be seen as, um, like, an thing, or is it, um, or is it disrespectful? You know, as a question for dhikr, dhikr means remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mentioning his name, is actually more than one when Islam. So when people do the prayer, like you know, when you are salat, that's also dhikr. When people read the Quran, that's also dhikr. When people do those dhikr which has come in the hadith on certain occasions, like in the, in the morning, in the evening, before eating the food, after you have eaten, that's also dhikr. Whenever you say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, many other things, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, that is also zikr. And also dua, they are also part of zikr. So zikr is more general, it actually includes everything. And dua is more specific. Dua basically means when you mention your Lord's name, asking him something. So dua means calling him for some help. You ask him for need, that is dua. And for dua, the best thing basically as I mentioned is dua must be with full heart. People must you know, make dua in a way that they insist on Allah SWT. They believe that without Allah's help, it never can happen. So if the heart is there and people doing properly with their, you know, deep of the heart, that will be accepted. And the manner of the dua is that whenever you ask Allah SWT something, that, you know, at least say, Rabbana, or Rabbi, oh my Lord. Because Rabb basically, it is the best praise for him. And that moment, like for example, when you come to your father, the best thing is if you want to ask him something, what he will say? You say, my father, my dad, for your mother, that you say, don't make for big sentences. This, you know, you start very, very quickly, just saying by my dad or my, my mom, and you do. So, say Rabbana. All the prophets or messengers, they used to say Rabb or Rabbana or Rabbi, and they used to insist, you know, and, they, and believing that nobody can help you. Actually, I remember in this time, a story of India. There was a, a, a young boy, it is historically near Delhi in a village. Young boy, he asked his father that I want to buy a bike. The father did not have enough money. So father, uh, you know, said to him, no, no, I cannot afford that. Next time, again, the, you know, the, uh, the boy comes, because he sees other boys, they have bikes. He comes to his father, I want to buy a bike. The father says, no, I cannot afford, I don't have money. The third time the boy come and ask again, the father became very angry. And he said, I said to you, no, I don't have money, Let's don't ask me, he became very, very angry. So then boy said, you are my father, if I don't ask you, who I'm going to ask? Then when he said this, then the father changed, because this basic challenge of his fatherhood, before that, he just asked him, but when he said, you are my father, if I don't ask you, who I'm going to ask, insist, then he became quite changed immediately. And then he arranged the money and immediately he went and bought the bike for, for, for his son. You know, insist on your Lord, that you are my Lord, if I don't ask you, who I'm going to ask? Where I'm going, I'm not going to shaitan or somebody else. You know, it is your, like, you know, this person, like Shasadi has written this story, that somebody has been worshipping his Lord for 50 years. 50 years. One day, a voice comes to him that, you know, you are wasting your time. You don't know how to worship. Nothing has been accepted. But this person said, whether it is accepted or not accepted, I will keep insisting because I don't have any door other than your door. Then the voice came to him that everybody, everything that you ask me, I accepted because you believe there is no door other than my door. So come to Allah insist on him. And no doubt when believers, they read the Quran, they do are in the prayer, where they do zikr, they are talking with Allah no doubt about that. So it is not only Christian, actually everybody talks with Allah Taala. Christians, Jews, Hindus, Muslims, Allah listens to everybody, even somebody unbeliever. If he comes to Allah, Allah will listen to him. 
एक्चुअली इवन ऑल द प्लांट्स एंड एवरी दैट वी सी स्टोन्स सन एंड मून स्टार्स ओशन वोटर एवरी थिंग एक्चुअली टॉक्स विद तो टॉकिंग नॉट ओनली स्पेशल विद क्रिश्चियंस एवरीबॉडी क्रिश्चियंस जूद मुस्लिम हिंदू बिलीवर्स अनबिलीवर्स एथियस एवरीबॉडी कैन टॉक विद हिम इवन द लिविंग दन एवरीथिंग एवरीथिंग कैन टॉक विद हिम अल्लाह सुभान अल्लाह इज क्रिएटर ऑफ एवरीथिंग एंड ही लिसन टू एवरीथिंग इज इट क्लियर and he asked allah subhanahu wa ta'ala masani azbur wa anta rahmur rahimin and then immediately everything is cured and then he gets his family back and now more than them and more happy you know the thing basically no doubt allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives tawfiq and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also gives everything produces everything creates thing for you you don't have son and ask him is there like zakaria alayhi salam he asked his lord i want to have a son and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala immediately said yeah you going to have son ibrahim alayhi salam you know received this good tidings allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives tawfiq as well for guidance फॉरिया Sometimes the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, from his fingers, people could see the water is coming. Sometimes from the stones, water can come. You know, he can he can make he can create things from where wherever he like. So you know, there are all those examples. There are you seeing your yourself really. You know, come to Allah subhanahu wa taala for even of your need and ask Him the darkness of the night. You will see it will happen for anybody. So Allah subhanahu wa taala gives taufiq and He also helps the people. And that why it is very bad for the believers. to come to anyone else that why really i don't like you know i'm not going to be fatwa but i feel really it is big humiliation for the believers to make any tawassul or any istighatha why allah uh, leaving allah, allah nearer to you he listen to everything so why do you want to go to someone else you know kings don't listen to you so you go through someone else but allah subhanahu wa taala is quicker to you than anybody else faster to listen to you than anybody else people don't need any wasila that not need istighatha come to him directly he will listen to you all the prophets all the messengers and all the companions they used to come to him directly ask him he will give ask him guidance he will guide you ask him help in this world he will help you for every single thing we depend on him we insist on that and he will do all of this around us they are created by him he can create solution with the things and he can create solution without the things as he likes he is absolute creator and he does not need anybody help everybody depends on him and he does not depend on anybody else come to him alone worship him and ask him and he will help inshallah Just 
You know, no doubt of it, the Quran has been revealed to people follow it. It is guidance, and you can only can follow guidance when you understand it. So that's why the Quran actually commands people that people must think about the Quran. They must have tadabbur, they must have thinking. And you know, like for example, any word in the world, in, in any speech in, the, in this world, or any writing, is the purpose of that writing speech is to understand it. The Quran actually is the best of all words. The people must make effort to understand it. The people want to get guidance from the Quran. The only way is to make effort to understand it. But the reward for, from the Quran, that different matter. People can get a reward actually because of the love of the Quran. If you love the Quran, you get reward. If people re read the Quran because, because it is word of Allah, they get reward for that. And Hadith of the Prophet said, when people say Alif La Meen, they get 30 rewards. Even if they don't understand, they get reward because of the word of Allah. But the guidance, it only will come when people think about understand properly and know what is said, what message is, and then follow the message, then you get the guidance. No doubt really. You know, if people read the Quran, even if they don't understand, you know, they get reward for the as long as they respect the Quran and they understand it is what of Allah But it does not mean that people should not make effort. People should still should make effort really to try to understand. And if they did not understand, did not learn language because they are too old, so at least they should make this effort for their children. So the basic thing is people must make effort to try to understand the Quran. But still, you know, if people don't understand, still memorizing the Quran, reading them, it's very important. Many, many people who tell you, tell you that you know what the purpose of reading, memorizing the Quran, not understand, they are wrong. When the Quran comes in the heart, actually, it changes the people. The Quran without understanding also has impact on the people. You know, can see in many things, people, you know, love someone and they mention the name of that person and they enjoy that. You love your Lord and you read his book, you don't enjoy that? Like, you know, last night I was saying that one of the poetic verses, Majnu says that I was in Mena and somebody mentioned Layla's name, another Layla. But that name reminded me of my Layla, and then you know it went deep in my heart. Because that word Layla changed, changed him. The person saying something else. Like one of the poetic words, Mutanabi said that I came to the garden and there was a pigeon singing. And you know, and then this pigeon singing, you know, he said that you know, I said to the pigeon, You are singing in a language I don't understand. And I am saying in a language you don't understand. But still we share the same grief. So at least we understand the grief of each other. You know, if you don't understand the Quran, you can understand actually that Allah Subhanahu Taala is Allah's word. In love of Allah Subhanahu Taala will be in the heart. You know, people say even you say the word layman, even if you don't eat layman, still you can see water in your, your mouth. The word layman can bring water to your mouth. Allah's name is more effective than the layman. You know, when you say Allah, you can enjoy that. People actually used to say that when we say Allah, you can taste you know the sweetness of name of Allah Subhanahu Taala in our tongue. So no doubt really, you know, it is very important that if you don't understand, still read the Quran and still make your children to read the Quran. They get reward that and the barakah will be there, blessing will be there, angels will be there and peace of the heart will be there and Allah SWT will really send, you know, more blessing to your house. So reading of the Quran even without understanding is actually full of the barakah.
come to you. Uh, just a written question. Assalamualaikum. When I get annoyed or frustrated with people, my iman becomes really low. I'm more likely to miss good acts of worship and remember Allah less. Please advise me. Jazakallah. No, this actually I, I said uh, in your study that people must learn how to control their anger. They must learn how to control their desire. They must people learn. Because if you don't learn, it is going to harm you before anybody else. Everybody who becomes angry, their anger harms them before anybody else. You are harming other people, harming yourself. People must make effort to learn how to control the anger and how to control desire. This is one of the basic command. And when people don't do this, they basically exceed the limits many, many ways. They become arrogant and they leave the humility. They break the command of Allah They disobey Him. So this actually before learning anything else, learn how to control your desire. Learn how to control your anger. And I last night, yesterday I explained few other steps how to make this. But if you still think it's not helping, come to a scholar, some uh, alim, and ask him to help you to cure your anger. Because it is very, very important. Without that, actually, there is no other step. So people must learn how to cure this illness and how to control their, their anger. <coughs> Um, you mentioned um, that there's at least uh, seven hadith which may not be sahih in our way, number 12, 27, 30, 31, 32, 33, and 39. Um, does that mean we had a discussion today regarding hadith number 18? Um, would hadith number 18 be included in that? Um, my second question is, is that you mentioned that a hadith not be sahih. Is that irrespective of which tabi? So those seven hadiths, you know, Imam Awai said all the hadiths, they are sahih. So people say, no, not all of them are sahih. Seven are hasan only. And I mentioned that some of these seven, they basically are not even hasan, they are weak. When we come, they'll explain. When it came hadith number 18, the reason I did not include them actually is because hadith number 18 has been described by Imam Tirmidhi and by Imam Hakim as being sahih. So Imam Nawi has got a justification for that purpose. Though the people who are more expert of the hadith critic, they don't agree with them, but still Imam Nawi has got support for that. That's why we don't include that, 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 that hadith. And uh, what was the second question? Or, uh, yeah, no, the thing basically, this, hadith, this class is not for usul hadith. So I'm not going to discuss in all the mursal and the difference between the fuqaha and ulama and this and that. And uh, you know, when I mentioned the definition of hadith sahih, that definition is which accepted by the later people of the usul and which is based basically on the, their understanding of the Bukhari and Muslim. But otherwise, no doubt, sometimes hadith can be disconnected, it's still sahih. Like when uh, Abu Ubaidah, he narrates hadith from his father, Abdullah Masood, though everybody knows Abu Ubaidah never has heard any hadith from his father. But still, you know, many, many muhaddithin and even Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullah, they prefer, though this hadith is disconnected, still it is sahih. Because Abu Ubaidah never narrated from his father any hadith which comes from weak people. He always narrate hadith uh, of those uh, students of uh, Abdullah Masood who are well known like Al-Qamah Naswad. 
So you can see there are differences. When Hadith is disconnected, still some people can you know, make it Sahih. And uh, also there is a difference in Mursal of, you know, about Mursal. Is all Mursal the same or some Mursal different? You know, Bukhari Muslim, they treat every Mursal the same. But Imam Shafi Rahmullah used to, you know, like Mursal of Imam Sayyid Nusayyab and some other people, you know, different from others. Imam Abu Hanifa and Imam Malik, they accept every Mursal. Because any hadith comes from their teachers in Kufa and Medina, they take it to, you know, there are so many differences anyway. But this in class is not for those differences. And what was the next thing? That's it. Yeah, that's actually very important question. So people must learn Usulu Din basically means those important fundamental commands in the Quran and the Sunnah of the which basically are the purpose of the religion. So Barthapur Quran says Aqimis Salat al Dikri. Establish the prayer to remember me. Remembrance of Allah is one of the important purpose of, of many, many actions. So remembrance of Allah, that from Usulu Din. Taqwa is Usulu Din. Amana is Usuluddin, Sabr is Usuluddin. You know, these things are Usuluddin. They are basically purpose, many, many ibadat and many commands of Islam actually are to achieve those things. So they are Usul. Then after Usul comes a major branches. Major branches means Al Kulliyat Al Kubra, Al Furuuddin Al Kulliyat, those branches which basically are as guarantee to achieve those Usul. So among the major branches are like Salah, prayer, Siyam, Zakat, Hajj, you know, all those things and also something from Muharramat. They are major branches. Then there are minor branches. Those minor branches are to help you how to do these major branches nicely and properly. So like for example, for, for, for prayer, you need wudu, you need ghusl. So there are minor branches. And some of these minor branches, they are mentioned in the Quran. And some are mentioned in the Hadith. And some are known by Ijma'a. And some are known by the Qiyas of the Fuqaha. So all the Qiyas of the Fuqaha basically are about these minor branches where there is no Quran, no Sunnah and no Ijma'a. So whenever you do anything, always keep connecting with the roots, with the, with the fundamentals. So when you follow Abu Hanifa or something, think really how it is going to help me to achieve piety. How it is going to help me to make, make me better Muslim. Always keep thinking. When the people of the branches, they disconnect them from the roots, then they become a school and identity. So you can Hanafi Madhav and Maliki Madhav being Deobandi and Barelvi, it basically in our time, it identity and belonging. Why? Because people don't connect those things with the roots. If you connect everything that you do with the roots, then these schools are going to help you. But we, when you disconnect from the roots, then schools are basically just belonging. I am Han Hanfi. Ask why you are Hanfi. What matter Han Hanfi? Are you like Abu Hanifa? No. Imam Hanifa was not Hanfi because he used to raise hand like that. Imam Hanifa was Hanfi because he used to be, do the prayer in the night. He had fear of Allah Taala. He used to connect every single thing with the major, you know, the fundamentals of the religion. We people don't have the fundamentals of the religion. One thing we know is we are Hanafi. So that I'm criticizing. Learn the basic Usuluddin. And this, this, this book of Imam Nawi is about Usuluddin. It's not about the details, minor details of the divorce and the marriage and the Udu. It is basic fundamentals for which all the messengers and all the prophets have come. So that is the basic teaching of the Quran. This good feeling fades away and I feel 
like my lost words, Iman. Any advice for you on how to keep this high Iman? As it, as it goes. You know, the thing basically, no doubt really, all of us, we need to keep our Iman increasing. And the best way for that actually is the prayer. Do the prayer properly and make some prayers in the night. Just two rakahs, four rakahs, or eight rakahs, it should not the personal answer. Make some prayers in the night. To make the prayer the best action actually that you do, do it properly. And then make something, some time to read the Quran. And then after the Quran also do some other dhikr, like Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah, Akbar, and Salat and the Prophet and Istighfar. And beside that, you know, make effort to get the company of the good people. Like for example, this class is happening, something like that, whenever something like that happens, attend those, so they will remind you and they will make your Iman you know, fresh. But otherwise in the life, everybody has some time Iman goes you know, low, sometimes becomes higher, it keeps coming and going anyway. But the way is to make these efforts, really to you know, understand things properly. And the book of Allah so the Quran really is amazing, no doubt about it. Read it properly, think properly, and, you know, and see every single word, what Quran wants to say. And you know, Allah SWT will open you so many things you know, we cannot imagine. So, you know, in our time, really, most people, they don't learn from the Quran. You know, one of my teachers, Mawla Shahbaz, you know, Israhi from Natulalma, used to say that, you know, we people, if you want to know any fake question, we go to Hidayah. If you want to know inheritance law, we go to Siraji. If you want to know about a spiritual matter, we go to Yahya Midna of Ghazali. You know, for every single thing, we go to this and that. But what is Quran for? Quran is only that you read and we get one, ten rewards for every single letter. No guidance from the Quran. Quran came to guide you. To change your life and we are learning not learning from the quran that thing so, you know come to the quran quran should be the most important book for, in your house that you know for every single matter you come to the quran and the quran will help you and no doubt quran itself says that when quran is revealed it increases the iman if quran can increase the iman of the companies of the Prophet, it will increase our iman as well but you know learn the quran in that way the quran is the most effective thing really to increase the iman but you know read it while understanding it inshallah um, I said, um, I've got a question um, regarding du'a. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so, for instance, if you make du'a, how can you distinguish whether the thing that you're asking for, you're not getting because either it's bad for you or you're not trying hard enough? You know, one thing you understand actually about du'a, it's good actually to ask the question. You know, let me tell you about du'a. People don't understand the secret of the du'a. Whenever you ask Allah something, whenever you ask Him something, you always get more than that anyway. Asking because he's so generous. You know, for example, if you ask me one, one P, one pence, I will not refuse you because it's so easy for me. So anything that you ask Allah SWT, it's easier than one P for me. Understand first thing. When Allah SWT does you don't get what you want, it is not very difficult for him. Anything that you ask him, it is much easier for him that for me, that one P for me. It's much easier for him. Whenever he does not give what you want, it does not mean that he does not give you anything. He is giving you more than that. So first thing actually, even the, even the reward of the dua is more than you can think. The reward itself is more than you wanted. For example, if you want a house, you ask so Allah to give me a house. When you said, oh Allah, give me a house, the reward that you got for, for this dua, that is more than the, the house anyway. If you get what you want, that's something else anyway. But people, whenever you make a dua, you get something. That's why never become tired of the dua. I'll keep asking him, you always get more than that. And then sometime Allah SWT will give you also what you want and sometime he will give you something better than that. And sometime he will not give you anything in this world. Not because he does not like you. He has given reward 
and in the day of judgment you will really see that what you wanted it was better for you not to have in this world and what Allah has arranged for you in that world that's better and people will wish in the day of judgment had their no dua have been accepted in this world and they would have got everything in, in that world never never worry when you ask him you always believe that as soon as you ask him you have got far far more than what you wanted you never can imagine never be tired of the dua and also sometimes he will give what you want but Allah subhanahu knows our, our interest more better than us and one thing trust in him that you know you think this is better for you but he knows it is not better for you and he loves you that's why he wants to avoid uh, save you from the harm of those things so, uh, there is no harm in asking him but if you don't get as you wanted don't worry he, he, he knows your interest more than you he loves you so he will inshallah reward you more than that and he will give you something better or sometime he makes that thing for you in future and then he gave you reward after actually I remember for myself actually once I have been asking three duas and it took me more than one year and then it, it, it happened so then I was thinking really why it took so many so, so many time it could happen at the same, same time then I realized really it has so many, so many benefits because when I made dua so I got reward of asking him for a whole year so it, you know, I got reward of whole year. I got the, what I wanted anyway. And then I got reward of dua for one year. And then also it was test for my trust in him. So I, my trust in him increased that I keep asking him. So you don't understand how much benefit there actually is when Allah SWT delays your dua. And he loves you. So never, 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 never be tired of the dua. Keep asking him whenever you ask him, believe that you have got more than what you wanted anyway. <laughs> there are few more things I am going to inshallah. Uh, teach about this hadith. So one is about the, the word إِذَا سَأَلْتَ فَسَلِ When you ask, ask Allah alone. And that actually is coming in the Quran as well. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينُ إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينُ means أَيْلَا نَسْتَعِينُ إِلَّا بِكَ We don't seek help but, but with you. And Allah SWT also says in the Quran وَاسْأَلُ اللَّهَ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Ask Allah of his fadl. So you know this actually believer should be connected with Allah SWT. As we worship him alone, we must ask him alone. You know, we don't worship anyone else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should not go to anyone else to ask him. And in there, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, if you go to anybody, any king or any master, ask him something, they will give you. Next time, you know, it will be difficult. Another time, they will mind it. They don't like to, they keep asking. And Allah is one, you keep asking him, he loves you more. When you ask him more, he loves you more. Keep asking, he never annoyed, never angry. Actually, if people don't ask him, then he becomes angry. There are hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, مَن لَا يَسْأَلِ اللَّهَ يَغْضَبْ عَلَيْهِ مَن لَا يَسْأَلِ اللَّهَ يَغْضَبْ عَلَيْهِ Those who don't ask Allah, Allah becomes angry with him. With them. And there are other hadith, لِيَسْأَلَ أَحَدُكُمْ رَبَّهُ حَاجَتَهُ كُلَّهَا حَتَّى يَسْأَلَهُ شِسْأَنَ عَلَيْهِ إِذَنْ قَطَعَا You know, one of you should ask his Lord everything. Any difficulty you have, any not only difficulty, anything you want to do, before doing that thing, ask Allah SWT to help you. So you get reward of asking Him, and then also your needs will be supported by Him. He will help you. And uh, there is Ahmad Hamar Rahmanullah. His dua used to be very nice dua. Actually, people should learn this. Imam Ahmad Hamar Rahmanullah, the Imam of Islam, and uh, really has so much suffering in Islam, and you know, and he preferred the poverty over over the richness. Allah became so near to him and he wanted to give him so much. But Alhamdulillah refused. So he is one of the example of those ulama. They are in a poor, but they were zahid. The very important example. He used to make this dua, very nice dua. Allahumma kama sunta wajhi anil sujood li ghayrika fa sunhu anil masalat li ghayrika. Oh my Lord, oh Allah, I have saved my face 
from bowing, from doing sajda to anyone else other than you. Same way, save my face from asking anyone other than you. As you saved my face from doing sajda to anyone other than you. Same way, save my face from asking anyone other than you. And you know the Quran says, When yamsaskal Allah bidurin fala kash fala hu illahu when yuritka bi khairin fala radda li fadlihi wama yaftahillahu lil nas min rahmatin fala mumsika laha wama yumsik fala mursila lahu min ba'di to everything and every problem comes Allah is there to solve the problem of the people. Wahab ibn Murabbi he said to a man this man used to come to the kings to the kings and ask them you know his needs. So Wahab ibn Murabbi said to this man why haka تأتي من يغلق عنك بابه. You know, oh, to be upon you. You know, you doing this, this uh, 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 bad thing. You come to those people who shut their door upon you. When you come there, the door is shut. When you come there, they tell you that themselves are poor. You know, if you come to any rich person, he will make so much excuse that he himself need money. And you come to the people who, who cover from you, hide from you their richness. And then you leave the door of one who always opens his door. In the, in the mid of the night, in the day, any come time come to Allah, his doors are never shut. All the time open. And he makes your his he, he, he shows his ghana that he's, he's rich. And he said, Call me, ask me, I will give you. So why you leave the door, door of, of someone like that? You know, Salih Murri Rahimullah, one of the pious person of Basra, he used to say to the people, keep knocking the door, door of Allah one day the door will be open. Keep knocking the door of Allah one day the door will be open. Then Rabia al-Adwi al-Basriya Rahimullah, also a pious woman from Basra, she said to Salih, oh Salih, how long you keep teaching people, you know, keep knocking the door, one day the door, door will be open. Tell me when the door was closed. Tell me this thing. Was door ever closed? Love this thing. Allah's door never was closed. Why are you teaching wrong things? That you know, keep knocking, it will open. It always has been open. It never has been closed. Then Salah said that the woman was, the woman is right and the man is wrong. He was wrong. Allah's door never has been closed. Keep asking him, he's there. He's all the time that he's asking people to come and ask him. Taus says to Atayn Nabi Rabah rahimullah ta'ala, Iyaka an tatluba hawaijaka ila man aghlaqa dunaka babahu. Save yourself from putting your need to those people who close your, who shut their door in front of you. And those people who make get keepers in front of you. You should come to the one whose doors are always open until the day of Qiyamah. Your Lord has commanded you that you must ask him. And he has promised that he will respond to you. He will accept your, your, your call. To see how Allah SWT is. Ask, he commands you to ask him. And then he promises you that whenever you ask me, I will give you. Quran says, I respond, I accept the call of the people whenever they call me. And Allah SWT has put the call, respond and before Sual. To make it very clear, it is impossible that you ask him and he does not listen to you. It, impo- it never can happen. Whenever people ask him, he is there. 
And then the hadith says, Inna al-ummata la wishtama'ati. If all the people, they come together to benefit you, to harm you, they cannot do it. People must believe that everything actually is written by Allah. It will come from him. And the Prophet used to say in his dua, As'aluka rida ba'd al-qada. Oh my Lord, I ask you that make me happy with whatever you decide for me. Whatever my Lord does for me, I should be happy with that. Umar ibn al-Jazeera used to say, Asbahtu wa mali sururun illa fi mawadzaj qadai wal qadar. I wake up in the morning and I have no happiness, nothing, except in what Allah decides for me. What Allah decides for me, I am happy with that. These are the people. Don't make Allah to follow your desire. Whatever decides for you, become pleased with that. Ask him, but whatever he decides, I accept that and take it. And then hadith says, وَأَنَّ الْفَرَجَ مَعَ الْكَرْبِ Whenever people have the problem, and the problem becomes very severe, Allah soon is going to open the door for you. Soon is going to help your problem. Quran says, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْثَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا قَنِطُوا وَيَنْشُرُ رَحْمَتَهُ When the people lose all the hope, then Allah brings the rain and makes, you know, and spread His mercy upon the people. And so many times Quran mentions the stories of those prophets. They had a need of Allah and then asked him and immediately Allah responded to their need and the problem was solved. Fudal ibn Ayaz said, Wallahi law jaista mil khalqi hatta la turida minhum shayan la ataaka maulaka kulla ma turid. Fudal ibn Ayaz said, if you cut your hope from all the people and you don't want anything from him, from, from the people, then your Mawla, your Master, your Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will give you whatever you want. First, He wants to see you that you don't have any hope from the people. Your heart is not attached with the people. Once you cut yourself from the people and then come to Him, then He will give you whatever you want. And you know, and whenever you ask, and, and then what happens? Then don't worry, don't lose your hope. Say, MashaAllah, whatever Allah wanted. Because you know, you should be, trust in Him more than yourself. But what Allah decided for you, it is better. That's why Ibrahim Nadam Rahmullah narrates from someone, مَا سَأَلَ السَّائِلُونَ مَا سَأَلَةً هِيَا أَلْحَفَ مِنْ أَنْ يَقُولِ الْعَبْدِ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ People who ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no question more in insisting upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than saying, مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ When you make dua and then say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever you want, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will actually respond to you immediately. Because this sentence makes him so happy that you have surrendered all your desire and everything to him. And that why Sa'id ibn Salim al-Qaddah said, بَلَغَنِي أَنَّ مُوسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ كَانَتْ لَهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ حَاجَةٌ فَطَلَبَهَا فَأَبْطَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ Musa a.s. had a need. And he asked Allah s.w.t. and it was delayed. Allah s.w.t. did not respond to his call immediately. It was delayed. Then Musa a.s. said, MashaAllah, whatever Allah did. You see, this is how prophets are. Allah wants to test him that if I don't fulfill your need, are you still happy with me or not? You know, it is very bad way. You ask him, he gives. When he does not give, you become upset. No, he should be happy with him. He wants to test you. He was testing Musa a.s. Musa a.s. kept asking Allah s.w.t. delaying the, the answer. Until Musa a.s. said, MashaAllah, Oh Allah, whatever you want, I am happy with that. When he said that, فَإِذَا حَاجَتُهُ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِمْ As soon as Musa said, MashaAllah, his need was fulfilled there. It was there. For Ajib, Musa became surprised at how it quickly came. I was working so much, if it did not happen, and I said, MashaAllah, and my need is there. فَأَوْحَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ أَمَا عَلِمْتَ أَنَّ قَوْلَكَ مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ أَنْجَحُ مَا طَلَبَتْ بِهِ الْحَوَائِجِ Don't you know that when you said, MashaAllah, that is the most successful weapon 
to make your needs fulfilled by Allah the best way to ask him and trust in him and also the thing is when you ask Allah when you have problem difficulty and you see Allah is not solving your problem you keep asking not solving the way basically is not to have bad, bad thinking about Allah no always accuse yourself when you have difficulty, problem, something happened in your house and you're really asking him and no help is coming. So don't have any bad thinking about Allah Always blame yourself. And you should say, Tell yourself, the reason that my joy is not accepted is my own mistake, my own problem, my own sins. If I had got any good thing, Allah must have accepted the problem my own. Wahab ibn Munabbiya rahmullah ta says that one person he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a long time and then he had a need to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wanted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a need. And what he did before asking the need, he fasted 70 days. 70 days fasting and then he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fulfill the need. And every fast, when he break the fast, he used to break fast only with, one, with 11 dates. That's all. In one day, only 11 dates. So 70 days fasting. And you know, he has been worshipping Allah SWT, 70 days fasting and this fast and then ask Allah SWT to fulfill his need. But it did not happen. Whatever he asked, he was not given. For ila nafsihi, then he came to himself and said to himself, min, min ka uti to. You know, the reason that I am not accepting it is you, he himself, that blaming himself. That, if you have anything good, Allah SWT must respond to you. فَنَزَلَ إِلَيْهِ عِنْدَ ذَلِكَ مَلَكٌ Then angel came to him and said, يَبْنَ آدَمْ سَاعَتَكَ هَذِهِ سَاعَتُكَ هَذِهِ خَيْرٌ مِّنْ عِبَادَتِكَ أَلَّتِي مَدَتْ O son of Adam, your this moment is more beloved, better than all your ibadah. Don't be arrogant. Come to him and then if it is not fulfilled, tell yourself. You know, the reason my joy is not accepted is my own fault, my own problem. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he's so quick to respond. Once you say something like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to, to your need, uh, you know, immediately. And then, the, you know, hadith says that, you know, if people want, you know, to, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, all the when the problem hadith says whenever people have problem they come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he helps them and what is written it must happen whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for the people it must happen but it does not mean that you, you just trust in the writing no keep making effort Mutarrif ibn Abdullah rahmanullah says fil amal keep working hard fa'in yakunil amru kama narju min rahmatillahi wa afwihi kaanat lana darajatun fil jannah if actually happen to us whatever we hope, uh, you know, of Allah's reward and His mercy, then you know all our asking and ibadah, they will make so many darajat for us in, in the Jannah. And if the matter is different, very severe, as we fear, so at least we can will not say, Oh Allah, return us back so we can be do better. Because if we have done all our effort as, as best as possible, then we will not regret. No doubt it is very important. So never, never actually have bad thinking about Allah Taala. Whatever you decide, think really, it is full of justice. And whenever he helps you, think really, I don't deserve the, the help. It is only Allah the mercy that he has helped me. If people actually do things like that, then Allah's help comes. And also the thing really is believers, 
they really should not you know mind these things whenever you have difficulty and problems don't mind those things enjoy that thing it coming from your lord ask him worship him and after that if he keeps being there don't worry the life is like that anyway you know the people who are before us they have more problems than us ayub alayhi salam yaqub alayhi salam yaqub alayhi salam lost his son and for so many years he does not know what happened to him all the time crying and weeping and you know who, who can be better in dua than him but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delayed his dua for such a long time and then after that he got his, his son yusuf alayhi salam so the way of the believer is never never think that your your dua is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delayed no all the time keep thinking that what allah decide for me that best for me keep asking him keep worshiping him but enjoy the time don't worry don't be upset you know and don't don't be depressed you know, many people come they said we are depressed the reason basically is because you don't believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once you believe all your problem basically you get reward when people have difficulty and then ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he does not respond to them immediately meaning is he want you to keep asking him to so you get reward for asking him and then whatever suffering you have got when it is delayed when it make a longer and longer for every single suffering your sins are forgiven or you get more and more reward he loves you when he does not respond to you immediately it means he loves you and he want to reward you more more than that so this thing all the time really whenever people have got suffering whenever people have problem and they asking him and if he does not respond to, to you then you know don't, don't leave it you know keep asking inshallah one day will respond to you actually more than than what you can imagine and always keep in the mind the story of all the prophet and messenger they are more pious than us still you can see they have so many difficulties so many problems and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listen to them but after a while he will listen to me to me as well so enjoyment of those moments is very important really don't be upset and don't and think really allah loves you like you know one of the pious person says that you know if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know listen someone and likes the voice of the person the way he ask then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delay delay the you know to answer his question why because he want to listen from you he loves you so he want you to make dua more more dua if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like someone does not like his question he respond to me immediately so this person never comes to me again he had need and i gave him and i don't want to listen to him so if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept your dua immediately there is some danger it could be that he does not like you so he gives you to so don't come to him again Imam Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala you know he said that in the beginning i used to ask dua ask and it used to happen immediately as i i i ask then i became frightened that you know it could be that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not like me and he want to fulfill all my desire in this world so i will not get anything in the hereafter then for a while he ask any dua for this world for a while because you know it could be that allah gives me everything in this world people don't want everything to happen in this world you know your asking dua is better then your needs being fulfilled is it clear understand this properly whenever you have a problem when you ask allah subhanahu wa taala oh allah solve my problem my problem this asking him is asking him is better than your problem being solved if allah solves your problem you never can ask him so always remember dua is more, far far better than your needs being fulfilled you know otherwise you know people who do allah does not like them you know he fulfills their need really like you know this uh, indian poet ghalib he was drunk man all time drinking drinking though he, when he, he come to his poetry poetry is full of tasawuf and you know can say zuhd and taqwa but nothing is there inside because you know he, even in the month of ramadan he used to drink and and gamble and all those things so one one dead ghalib did not have any money or no none of his friend for drink, drinking wine no wine is there nothing he cannot drink wine so then it came to his mind that you know the only now door is left is the last door so he did wudu and came for in the mosque for the prayer 
So when he did his sunnah prayer for the dhuhr, four rakah sunnah, one of his friends called him from outside, no, come back, come back, now we have got the money for, for wine. So he left the mosque, the imam said to him, now you have come to the mosque, at least do the further. So he said, my needs have been fulfilled in the sunnah, I don't need further. I did sunnah and my needs are fulfilled. So Allah SWT does not like people like that. He wants their needs to be fulfilled immediately, they leave the mosque and mosque become pure. You know, if Allah SWT keeps you in the mosque, He makes you to come again and again, make more and more dua, He loves you. So it is not that fulfilling the need is so difficult for Him, He can fulfill need immediately. But when He loves you, He wants to delay the, the, the problem. So always keep in mind, never, never be tired of the dua. Dua basically is a hadith, a dua of mukhul ibadah. Dua is the essence of the ibadah. All the ibadah basically are in, you know, in the dua. So time not, not much, otherwise I will recite so much poetry in Urdu, but anyway, leave for, for the next hadith, inshallah. Al-Hadith al-Ashroon, An-Nabi Mas'ud al-Uqbat ibn Amrin al-Sari radiallahu ta'l-anhu, al-Badri radiallahu ta'l-anhu, qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna mimma adraka al-nasu min kalam al-nubuwati al-ula, idha lam tastahih, fasna'a ma shi'ta. One thing that people have been receiving from earliest prophets, early, uh, uh, speech of the early prophethood, is this sentence. Every prophet has been saying, lam fasna If you don't have haya, if you don't have shyness, then do whatever you like. Haya is the something which stops people from you know, doing the evil thing. If people have no haya, no shame, you know, no sh- nothing, then best do whatever you like. Like in our time, really, you can see many, many things which people used to feel shame in, in the past. Now people have no shame. Very often people watch dirty programs in their houses, in the presence of their children, their sisters, their brothers, and they have no shame. Many of those, even something part of that, people did not allow in the past in their houses. And now everybody is watching those things and they have no shame because shame has gone. Once shame is gone, then people, you cannot hope any hope from the people. So shyness and you know, shame, haya, it is one of the important things. And the Hadith in Sahih Bukhari, Muslim, the Prophet said uh, that in al-haya al-iman, al-haya al-shu'batum al-iman, haya is one of the important branches of the iman. So haya basically is that character which makes you to do good things and to avoid the bad things. That everybody has got this thing. But one thing also should know, there are sometimes people have, you know, shyness for right things. That's not haya, that's actually weakness. For example, when you don't know something and you, you know, you want to learn, then you must ask question. And you say, no, I have got shame or shyness. That sh- shyness is not encouraged. People must have question. When you have, uh, have to learn, and uh, that's why Imam uh, Mujahid Rahmanullah said, that you know, nothing can stop people from learning except arrogance and except haya. So when people have to be haya, haya, this haya, it stops them from learning. And Ayesha praises praise the women of Ansar, Ni'man Nisa'u Nisa'u Ansar, Lam Yamna'ahunna al-haya an yas'alna an amradiniha. How nice are the women of Ansar that haya does not stop them from learning. So no doubt these women, they used to come and ask the person those questions. Very often we feel shame or shyness to tell those questions to our daughters and sisters. But they used to ask and that's why we know so many things. So there's no haya in learning. Otherwise, haya is one of the important pillars of Islam. People must have haya and they must develop the haya in, in, among their children. Uh, and the Prophet actually himself has you know, so much haya. Uh, it is in Bukhari, from Abu Sayyid, uh, uh, Bukhari narrated in his book, Al-Adab Al-Mufrad. فَنَمْ أَبُوْ سَيْدِ الْخُدْرِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَلْعَنْهُ كَانَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمَ أَشَدَّ حَيَاءً مِنَ الْبِكْرِ فِي خِدْرِهَا The Prophet ﷺ had more haya than virgin girl in her private room. 
how much haya she has gotten in, in a room protected. The Prophet used to have more haya than, than young women. And you know, when you actually have your children, you know, grow them on the haya. So you know, don't make them naked in front of other people. So like, you know, when they become two or three years old, they start understanding these things. Then the way basically when women want to change their clothes, don't change the clothes in front of the people. They just should not grow up that everybody can see their part of the body. They should grow up thinking that this part of the body is something which must be covered, must be hidden. So women should understand when the children are now are, are trying to become at that age when they understand things, don't make them naked, don't make be uncovered in front of their brothers or sisters or in front of the other, other people of the family and guru haya. And whenever there's, there's something like that, something evil, you know, you know, be tough on them and make them realize that things which are evil, they should be hidden, they should be kept away. People should not do those things in front of the people. So really it is very important. And that's why the Prophet said, Akremu awladakum wa ahsanu adabahum. Respect your children. And teach them right manners. And Abu Ali Rudbai Rahmullah used to say, The slave, he, you know, by right manners, he, you know, he comes to Allah near to Allah ta'ala, and you know, and by obedience to Allah ta'ala, he becomes near to paradise. So in right manner and haya, they are very, very important. So teach the children and grow among them. You know, this is not a lesson for you know all these tarbiya and ta'adib, but people should learn the haya is important. And haya only can grow you know, in the family properly. And don't take away haya from the, from the children. And in, don't watch TV and don't use those programs which basically can corrupt the, uh, the haya. In, in, in the, actually, the thing is, if people can live without the TV, without the television, and without all those things, it is far, far better for them. Because these things are not going to help them. Because they really, this is one of the important tools of shaitan. When TV comes, shaitan becomes more happy. Because now he thinks really, the, his, his job has become easier. And it is very difficult really to control, you know, to only watch those things which you think are allowed. It is very difficult. And if, if you can control yourself, it is, it is difficult for you to control your, your women. And also it is difficult for, to control the children. And it is also con difficult to control when you are not there. So one has to learn this thing really. You have to, your responsibility is how to grow the haya uh, in, in the family. But anyway, this is one of the important hadiths in Islam. And actually it needs more explanation. Uh, but we don't have time. But one thing actually you have to learn, this hadith in Sahih Bukhari, the hadith, you know, it's very important. Isnad is very, very, very strong. It should also be in Sahih Muslim. But Imam Muslim, Rahimullah Taala, did not have this hadith, uh, you know, for 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 a reason. Because Imam Bukhari has got the hadith. I don't want to write just quickly to understand really that these people, Bukhari Muslim, they have got you know the, uh, the uh, method. It is not that they take any hadith as they want. Their methodology they follow. Bukhari has got the hadith because hadith has very strong hadith. Isnad. And that is from Mansur ibn Mu'tamir, one of the important Imam Kufa. Mansur narrates from Rabi'i ibn Khirash. And Rabi'i ibn Khirash narrates from Abu Masood al-Nasayyid from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa So important is not a very important chain of narration. That why Bukhari has got the hadith. The reason Muslim does not have the hadith is because there are other narrators. They have same hadith but, uh, from Rabi'i ibn Khirash. But instead of the companion Abu Masood al-Nasari, in their version, the name of the companion is Hudayfa. So, Hudayfa bin Yaman. So, name of the company has changed and Muslim could not decide actually which one to prefer. So, this inconsistency and confusion in the Isnad, that why sometimes Bukhari Muslim, they leave hadith. In this one, somehow Bukhari preferred this Isnad and he kept it. But Imam Muslim, Rahimullah, could not make his mind whether the Isnad of uh, name of Abu Masun al-Sari in this Isnad more authentic or the name of Hudayfa uh, bin Yaman. So, that why he has left the hadith altogether. But otherwise, you know, altogether, in, uh, uh, clear. For our purpose, it doesn't matter anyway. 
because Abu Masud Ansari and Hudayfa and Yaman both are companions. So whether this company or that company does not matter. You know, if the, everybody else is finding this Nad and only the name of the company actually is different, it doesn't matter much because companions, we know, they never lie and we never have any proof anywhere in the Hadith where any companion has done mistake intentionally. It never happened. So whether this company or that company, Hadith is still Sahih. Okay, coming next Hadith. Is it time still? Oh, don't have time. Oh. So we have done only 20 hadith. Now after noon, we have to be faster, inshallah. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To help us create more content like this and more, please consider supporting us by donating whatever you can. Please visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and click the donate button. Jazakallahu khairan.